you feel that? Do you feel it? Your days are getting shorter. Your summer nights getting cooler. The air becoming a bit more brisk. And it all means one thing. Football is back. Welcome to the most glorious time of year. The off-season is over. The drama is over. The litigation is, well, mostly over. Rosters are set. And it's time to talk Cleveland Browns football. Welcome to the Burning River Sportscast. I'm Kenny Thunder, along with my partner in crime, Red Hot Ronnie Jams. You're home for Cleveland Browns football and all things Cleveland sports. Uh, yeah, thank you, Kenny. Uh, so, as my astute colleague has mentioned, we are the Burning River Sportscast. And we will be bringing you sports news from the land, the big CLE. We're talking Browns, we're talking Cavs, we're talking Guards. We're talking it all, but right now it's football season, and we all know that Cleveland is a football town, so we're going to focus on the Browns for now and the foreseeable future. However, uh, if you're more interested in the Cavs or the Guardians, then there's no need to despair. We will have some. We will dabble a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll get you some of their some of the news that comes out with them, especially if something big happens. Um, you know, uh, who knows? They big signing for the Cavs. The guards end up making the playoffs. We'll talk about it a little bit. We may even cover some Lake Erie monsters. Yeah, on site, possibly. Uh, they won a championship a while ago. Live streaming. Uh, so when when do you when can you expect <clears throat> the Burning River Sports Cast? Well, we will be releasing new episodes every Thursday through the NFL season, as well as some bonus content here and there when the situation calls for it. As I said, Cavs make a big move. Guards make the playoffs. Uh, we'll be there. Browns playing prime time. Oh. We'll do special episodes for that. So, Kenny, how excited should our listeners be for this? They should be pretty excited. <clears throat> Here's the thing. Um, if certain appendages become engorged for longer than probably the length of our podcast, you should consult a physician. Yeah, I would. Um, so, it's going to be fun. We're going to have fun. Um, but I think... We are just super excited to get this thing started. We're super excited for uh, the Browns' season to start. Feels like this off season has <clears throat> dragged, dragged on. Yeah. Um, Wait before we do that. Let me let, me, let me let them know where we can find our podcast before we get into the off season here. I'm I'm just rearing to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to jump in the gun already. I'm ready. I'm in. So just so you guys know, uh, our podcast can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, pretty much anywhere you get your podcast, you could probably find ours. So take a look, subscribe, show us some love, comment, do whatever you got to do. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Just find. We'll the go pod- from there. Just find the podcast. We're the pod people. All right, so we know where we can find the podcast now. Yes. We've located the Burning River Sportscast. Burning River. 
All right. So let's talk football. All right, let's do it. Um, I will say this has been the longest offseason of my entire life. Um, it does not feel like I, – I did not, at no point did I feel like I was getting ready for a football season. I mean, how many – how much more drama and nonsense – and just ridiculousness can you pack into an offseason? Not to mention just the normal, you know, acquisitions. Well, like, that's the fun stuff, departures. right? Like, we're, we're getting free agents. We're thinking about schemes. They're bringing in new coaches. Like, whatever. Like, there's there's an offseason that's meaningful and it's fun. And this just felt like we were in a really bad, um, like, crime drama <sighs> for the last five or six months. Yeah. Um, it, it's It's... You know, regardless of your feelings on, obviously, the big elephant in the room, uh, the signing of Deshaun Watson, which we'll get into in a moment, regardless of your feelings on it, it, it felt like it was, like, taboo. Like, you weren't supposed to talk about it, but everybody wanted to talk about it, but you weren't supposed to talk about it, so we didn't talk about it. <laughs> but we did talk about it. We talked about it ad nauseum. Ad nauseum. But, and it may have been nauseated. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was like, a, you're a Browns fan? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those, you're from Cleveland. I'm sorry. Like, that's how always how it is. And and this this offseason felt like... All those people out there don't get it. <clears throat> it felt like an exclamation point they on that. They don't understand. So let's recap kind of where we were. So the, the first part here, Baker is out. Baker out. We know Baker's that. out. Uh... You know, it started with the Browns going to see Deshaun Watson. This is where the where the uh, drama started with the whole Baker Mayfield situation. Uh, wanting an adult in the room. Uh, yeah, they wanted an adult in the room, um, but that that came later. So first, we'll just kind of do a, a timeline of what happened with Baker here. So um, they went to see Deshaun Watson without letting Baker know. Baker felt slighted. He wrote the open letter saying goodbye before the end was even here. Felt bad. Uh, all bad optics for everyone involved. And then from there, the Browns leaked that they wanted an adult at the position while signing somebody with a lot of their own issues 20, going on. 22 civil lawsuits at the time. At the time. In, in, I mean, even at that time, pending a couple more. criminal lawsuits yeah, yeah. Or, or recently settled. Yeah, regardless. So, so that happened. From there on, there was a, few, you know, a little bit of back and forth. Baker did a few interviews. There was some some just strange things that were coming out of Cleveland in regards to the Baker situation until eventually Baker gets traded, and we basically had to pay <laughs> to get rid of him. So, I mean, does that does that sum it up? Oh, I forgot one. So just, just in the last week, Baker says there's no hard feelings, um, but leading up to this first game, he has released a T-shirt for his revenge game, that says he is off the leash. He distanced himself from that a bit. Well, he, he said can, it was his people. He can try, but it's his <laughs> company. So, uh, you know, I mean. Well, and then there was also the uh, matter of whether he did or didn't say he was going to uh, bleep them up. You could say it. You could bleep yourself out. Um, I was just, yeah, just in general. Just, it came out that he said, I'm going to bleep them up. And then he was kind of like, no, I didn't say that, but. He said it. He probably said it. It's, we, it's, it's listen, Baker. We, we have Baker for four years. We it's, we know exactly what he said. And so. here's the thing. I like Baker. Like, I liked Baker while he was here. He won us a playoff game. Um, 
I don't I don't have a bunch of animosity towards Baker. No, and, and I you'll hear me talk bad about him here and there, but I really don't either. I mean, I'm very thankful that he got us to the playoff, helped get us to the playoffs. I'm very thankful that he helped win us a playoff game. But that is his personality. But yeah, like, I gonna... mean, I mean, I, I'm kind of <laughs> I go with Baker, so I was very high on Baker when he was winning and doing well, and he was he had that swag. But I was very much you know once once he started um, playing poorly and things snowballed because they always did for Baker. He it wasn't just he pay, played poorly; he would also keep running his mouth and. Bad things would keep happening, and it just he, got worse and worse. He was injured. Let's not relitigate the Baker thing. Um, I think we've covered. Baker's out. Baker's out. Baker's out. See ya. Deshaun Watson's in. Well, kind of. <laughs> well, kind of. He's kind of. Um, again, just following the courtroom drama, um, certainly uh, you know, sensitive issue, um, difficult to talk about. I think that's what's been fascinating to me was – um, especially around town, listening to sports personalities kind of talk and, and dance around this. They're you know, excited about having Deshaun, um, but at the same time, uh, refusing to really acknowledge. Um, even like you, you can't. They couldn't even on the radio. They couldn't even say the things that he did. Right. I mean, if you go back and read the the transcripts of some of these interviews and what these uh, you know the alleged uh, you know, victims were were saying, like you can't even talk about that on the radio or on TV. No. Um, but it's like, hey, he's our quarterback, so as long as he wins, we're, we're okay with that. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's cringe a little bit in it, general. It is pretty cringe, and, and the unfortunate fact about it, whether this is right or wrong, we won't get into uh, too much of the politics of everything and, and, and all of that, but whether it's right or wrong, um, I think the elephant in the room regarding that is that people will forgive him if he wins? Oh, one hundred percent. Because that's Which, like I said, sports... like I said, I'm not I'm not condoning that, but that's just how it is. Yeah, he's a sports figure. One hundred percent. People are going to forgive him. We we ignore that thing, those things for athletes, for uh, actors, actresses, musicians. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. once you've reached that certain level, um, people just will let you kind of do what you want. So yeah. So is what it is. So here's where we're at. All the cases have been settled all but one, at least Um, the suspension has been administered. He's serving 11 games starts this week. Yes. Um, That's an increase from the original six from our friend. But a decrease from the full season that the NFL was hoping for. So let's, let's get into that just a little bit here. So the NFL likes to play good guy here and they like to play hero and they like to tell everybody that, we're pushing for a full season, right? They care so much. Um, they want them to have the maximum punishment possible. But when they realized they weren't going to get the maximum punishment possible and that all they'd be uh, really able to settle for is somewhere in the 8 to 12 games range, where did it land? 11 games. Weird. Who happens? Who do the Browns happen to be playing in that 12th game? Uh, it might be. Oh, it is his former team, the Houston Texans. Oh, go figure. So, so you know, yeah, he definitely Deshaun Watson definitely deserves flack on this, right? The NFL knows but, how to sell tickets. Yeah, right? the, the bottom line is is uh, the NFL they got to make their money. Never, so. never let a good crisis go to waste. No way. So, um, on the other side of that, the NFL continues to bash Deshaun Watson. And again, I don't want this to sound like we're 100% on Deshaun Watson's side. Um, 
But the fact of the matter is, there have been three owners that have been caught doing similar things. They don't want to talk about that. No. As a matter of fact, Robert Kraft, he got caught doing basically the exact same thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> well he, the, the act, right? The, yeah. The volume, the frequency was different. Uh, well, I'll give you that. It was way different. But At least what he was caught. But what he was caught doing. And his, here's, if, here's, was, here's was that the Robert, difference. Was that Robert Kraft's first time? I don't know. Rub and tuck. I, I, I don't know. But here's the here's the biggest difference, in my opinion, is Robert Kraft is on video. <laughs> There's actual irrefutable proof well, that he did what and, he did. And still still there were there was no major punishment for any of these owners. Yeah. Um, but here we are, Deshaun Watson suspended for eleven games. So it's eleven games. Um I'll say before we jump into uh, you know J- Jacoby taking over, um, the one thing I think we're we're all is as Browns fans thinking like how do we get through, how do we um, you know remain buoyant um, at least until he gets back. Oh, and we're gonna float. The the big question mark that I have, and I don't know that I've heard anyone um, else really uh, talk about this. Um, I have real concerns about this guy's mental fitness. Um, Deshaun Watson's? Deshaun Watson. I mean, you're thinking about well, yeah. the, the I mean, most I mean, high... you can't overlook the fact that the entire time this is going on, and and even he just doesn't have the capacity to understand, like, I should probably like, that it apologize. Was, that it was and wrong like, in some I way. Did, I did something wrong, regardless of... What actually happened? Well, because people were here's, uncomfortable and people accused me of something. Here's and I the, need to acknowledge. That. Here's the thing. I think this is what no one wants to talk about, right? Like Deshaun Watson's play was: I'm going to go. I'm going to find a girl on Instagram that I like, and I'm going to go get a massage from her. I'm going to bring my own towel, a real <laughs> tiny towel, a washcloth. I'm going to. And then at some point, I'm going to. Oops. Oh. You can. You can. You know. If you want, like that was his whole play. That alone concerns me, right? Like this is an NFL quarterback, a well, guy, and this goes beyond. Uh, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to to shrug off Deshaun Watson, but this goes beyond Deshaun Watson. This is celebrities in general, like people with any clout whatsoever, think they can get away with everything, and it's wild to me. But him specifically, you talking about his mental state, the fact that you do this over and over and over again. Right, I mean, don't a, expect somebody to a, say something. It's a serial behavior. You know, whether or not assault happened or not, like the fact that you're putting yourself in that situation intentionally over and over and over again. Just that alone means you've got something. There's something not right yeah. there. And you're talking about a guy that's going to be the leader of, of the other 52 men on the roster that plays the most high-pressure position in all of sport. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it has to be a leader. That's the guy leading your football that's team. That's the guy leading your football team. The, the guy that does the towel trick. Yeah. Drop my, oops, I dropped my towel. Yeah, and, and, and we're making somewhat light of this. I know We know it's a serious situation. I will take this moment to say that if these allegations are true, that our hearts go out to all the victims, and that's not something anybody should ever have to go through. Men, get your shit together. Let's be better. And even if it's not true, that's a terrible trick. <laughs> Awful trick. The towel, the, Why would oops, you do that? Oops, my towel fell off. Why? I don't know. So, but, so I guess that's 11 how... 11 games, 11 games. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll move on here. 11 games of Jacoby. Jacoby Brissett. And then Watson comes back. So, 
Um, we'll get into Jacoby a little bit here in a minute, but uh, probably more in the, the the preview for game one. But let's talk about some of the kind of the big name players from the offseason, right? Some of the returns, additions, departures, those things. So let's start with returns and additions. So Deshaun, obviously. Obviously is the uh, biggest biggest name that, that came to Cleveland. In the $230 million guaranteed, bunch of draft picks. Which is wild because, you know, uh, we've already seen that even though the Browns did that, there was speculation at first like, oh, man, is this the new norm? That's why everybody was mad at the Browns. The, the owners didn't want to pay like that. They're still holding out. Oh, yeah. We've they, seen a couple deals. We've since seen then. a couple deals. And, and while the overall number is up there, the guaranteed money is nowhere near. And the Ravens refused to pay Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to be franchise tagged for a while. Um, Are we going to see another Kirk Cousins incident? You like that? You like that. <laughs> uh, uh, Amari, so. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. That's are you, a, that's are a, you excited about Amari? I, I actually am. You know, I, I think that we got him fairly cheap. I mean, cheap. especially with everything, all the receivers that were changing teams around that time, we, we paid almost nothing for yeah, him. What so. did Christian Kirk get? I mean, yeah. he got a four-year deal worth upwards of $70 yeah. million. Dollars. Yeah, and, and like Amari Cooper's worth that deal. Right. Christian Kirk? I don't know. Amari has a solid body of work. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. solid. Not to mention, I mean, wasn't he hurt last year? Didn't he get hurt last he year? He was hurt last so, year. So, I mean, that probably plays into us getting him at a little bit of a discount. Yeah. It and I the think... Browns favors, but I, I mean, he it's not like he's injury prone. He hasn't been injured his whole career. And so. I actually like the fact that he's coming back off of an injury because he'll have something to prove. And he's still on the younger side, right? So, he's... Yeah. He, you know, he's in his prime. He's it's not, not like Jarvis Landry that we had last year, which we'll get to him in the departures, but uh, Jarvis Landry coming back from an injury after he's 30. Like, uh, well. <laughs> so. And Jar- Jarvis just wasn't the athlete that Amari is. And Amari oh, is. No, no, no. And no. Amari is such a smooth route runner. Yeah, I am excited about him. I'll be far more excited about him when uh, Deshaun Watson comes back because he's got a much bigger arm than, than Jacoby. Well, and then. I think it was really important that they made the move for a premier talent, a wide receiver. Because oh, we needed it. I mean, you, receiver, you kind of see the offseason, how it went. It's, the room is, is not we're strong. Still, it's still a little rough. So uh, um, we'll, we'll move on there. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby coming in. Yep, which is a huge now. Hindsight being 2020, that was a huge pickup because you get a, a veteran that has a, uh, I would say, as far as mobility and those types of things, he's got a similar skill set to Deshaun Watson. He's not Deshaun Watson. I don't know about mobility. I think he can move. He ran like a like a five flat forty. <laughs> like he's really slow. I'm not saying he's fast. I'm saying he can get out of trouble. <laughs> he's shifty back in the I think pocket. He's, and he, he can his, get out of trouble. I think his skill set's more of like a Ben Roethlisberger in terms of mobility. Like he's big and lumbering, well, shrugs, shrugs but and he's off. strong. Uh, um, I'm still gonna stick to my guns on this, and I, I've seen him play a few times. Ronnie and, thinks. And I, I think I think he's shifty. He can get out of get get out of uh, pressure situations. Ronnie thinks Jacoby Brissett's a premier talent. Here we go. This is gonna haunt me. Hall, Hall of Fame quarterback. Didn't say any of this. So Ronnie is excited the, about eleven games with Jacoby. I mean, we could have done way worse. We could still be sitting with Case Keenum. That's true. He's, <laughs> look, he's the only the only quarterback less athletic than Jacoby. Is Case Keenum. So or, or I like I like Case. Good guy. Yeah, but you know. So, uh, next up, we got Chase Winovich. He came over. Uh, cut his hair. He did cut his hair. He's all business now. <laughs> um, he didn't He didn't have uh, just not much to talk about during camp, right? He nope. was 
um, in and off the injured list um, and just wasn't a big factor. But did make the 53-man, the so I think, um, you know, young talent on that defensive front is important to have. Um, We'll see what happens. So, uh, Jakeem, uh, Jakeem Grant. Was really excited about he, this. I was up. really excited about that because that also, not only was he a return specialist, but I yeah. think we could have figured some things out with him on offense. He was probably the, you know, obviously Deshaun and Amari were big, but as far as, like, role players, Jakeem he, that was. was a, that was a big deal. Probably my. he's done for the year. Yeah, the one I was most excited about. So, yeah, losing him hurts. Yeah, he's done for the year, but uh gives us something to look forward to. Um, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, but gives us gives us a player that we won't wouldn't have seen by that time to look forward to next year. So, yeah. uh, Chris Hubbard. Uh, the, remember, these are returns and additions. Uh, so, Chris Hubbard, Anthony Walker Jr. Yeah, I was uh, glad to see they brought Anthony back. Yep. Um, I think he brings some veteran leadership to that uh, that front front seven. Yeah. Um, some of the uh, it, it did bring some leadership. Some of the bigger. Uh, re-signings that we had. Jadavian Clowney coming back Jadavion. was huge. Um, it's really going to help our, our defense uh, stay stay tough on the defensive line there. So, you get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And then money bags with the extensions for, uh, for Njoku and, and Ward. Ward certainly warranted, right? Uh, he's he's fantastic. And he I know he, he was hurt a little bit last year, but he is a true lockdown corner when he's playing. Like, he just yeah. you can't pass on him when he's when he's in there so he's some like he's he's going to continue to go to pro bowls multiple pro bowls yeah he will so um and then the departures we'll go through those real quick here we got jc treader wait what about njoku we didn't even talk about him oh we can talk about njoku <laughs> we probably should actually because we gave him big money and for <laughs> what reason big, big look I, again i like david let njoku. me get this straight let me just let me get this straight we went for J- David and Joku. We decided we're gonna go. He's gonna he's gonna demand a trade at one point. <laughs> we're gonna tell him no. He's gonna stay and say he's gonna earn it. And then he earns it a little bit, and they demand didn't even demand another trade. <laughs> and I we think, said no again. Look, and, and, I, I think Stefanski talked some sense into him, and I think he's ready to go. But um, I think he has he has another a lot to prove this year. Um, he does have a lot to prove, especially with the money they gave him. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. He's he's probably one of the most athletic guys on the entire team. Um, he's he's fast. He's strong. He, I mean, he's very, very athletic. And he has the best end zone celebration. He does. For sure. Yeah. So, But he does have to prove it. He's going to have to earn it this year. Really going to have to earn it. Earn it. But as far as uh, Njoku goes, he's definitely, like we said, he's going to have to earn it. But... Austin Hooper is gone. Is gone now. So I mean, he yeah. has. He, they gave him an entire, all the platform he needs to really break out of his shell and, and perform. You don't think Harrison Bryant's coming for him? No, <laughs> I think Harrison Bryant. I, I do like him. Um, I think he's a decent player, but I don't think he's coming for Njoku. What about Jesse James? No. Oh, we're not in the position groups yet. Okay, no. just relax over there, big guy. A couple so, key departures. Yep, J.C. Treader. Treader, Go happy on. trails. He retired, didn't he? He did retire. Yeah. He, he decided that he didn't want to play. He couldn't play for the Browns. <laughs> Don't blame him. <laughs> I think that the um, NFL PA, the... Oh, I think he's blackballed. He's, he's, well, yeah, I just think that had a lot to, had more to do with it than even where he is physically. And yep. He sat else. out there for a while. Nobody signed him. And um, I think it was just like, eh, well... I think that's a hard job to have. 
Yeah, people. It's a you, really hard you job. Really, uh, you can gain some enemies because it's doing that. because it's politics, right? Like no one likes politics, I don't and like them. to take a leadership position like that, I don't like them at all. It's it just puts you in a tough spot. Right. So you feel for the guy, but yep. hey, had had some. You know, we appreciate his time. We appreciate you. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he was kind of the heart and soul of our team for here, for a little while here. I remember the day we signed Jarvis I, Landry. I was so excited. So excited. I mean, we had, for the first time, what felt like... Well, and especially because kind of like we talked about Amari, right? We got him for, if I remember correctly, when we first signed him, we got him for a discount because he was coming off an injury. Yeah. And he didn't sign anywhere else. Um, it wasn't a huge discount, but, I mean, we paid him, but... We got him for somewhat of a discount, and, and it was he just, brought that instant yeah. leadership to the receiving core. I mean, when you think about where the Browns have been for the better part of the last two decades, and then thinking about where they're at today, where we have talent and uh, aspiration, yeah. a lot of that started with Jarvis. Um, right. Jarvis brought... He helped turn the culture around a, here. A huge culture change to Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I think when you when, when the story is, is written on the Cleveland Browns, his name's definitely um, going to be in there. In this era, um, the the turnaround started with Jarvis and and Baker gets I think credit there too. The I think two of, too. The two of them had a, a lot to do with the way people see the Browns now and oh, where we're headed. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, the the whole mentality of of come to work, work hard, do everything you can to help the team. I mean that that started with those guys. So yeah. whereas before it was just let's let's try not to lose. Happy trails to Jarvis. And Jarvis. We love you. He just he just physically wasn't at the same. I mean, yeah, he was a dinosaur. Oh, um, I mean, a, a receiver. Once you get over thirty, I mean, you start having injuries and stuff. Well, and you it, just it, you just, have to be a spectacular. You have you have to be the exception. There's only the a few people yeah. that can truly. I mean, flourish after thirty. Guys like Larry Fitzgerald were yeah. still productive into their their thirties and mid thirties. That dude but. is ageless. <laughs> I mean, not now, but <laughs> for a while he was just he just. It, it, it was almost like the, the Tom Brady thing where you're like, is, when are the wheels going to fall off? Ronnie loves Larry. Larry Fitzgerald is my hero. Ronnie Jams! <laughs> he's good, dude. He's good. Uh, Austin Hooper, we already mentioned, he's gone, which, thank God. I On mean, my do not draft list for fantasy, for sure. Oh, that was, that was probably <laughs> the worst investment any team's ever made. We paid him. Look, off. here's the thing, though. Because he was productive before he got here. So it was scheme. It was Baker. It was I don't know. It was something like he doesn't suck. If you guys don't understand Matty Ice's mo, just look at Austin Hooper's numbers when he was in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, let's just dump down to the tight end. I mean, you know, he was he was productive, um, and he, it just wasn't a fit here. So yep. glad to see uh, Hoop go. Yep, and then finally for departures, a whole whole mess of drastics. So basically, if we can't win with the players we have now, we are thoroughly screwed. We're done. Yeah, it's over for us. No more drafts. If we don't win a Super Bowl in the next probably three to four years, just prepare for a 15-year rebuild. I was having a conversation today, and someone was like, uh, well, at least if the Browns don't do well this year, you know, we'll get the good pick in the draft and good next year. And I was like, no. No. Not happening. That's not how that works. Not how that works anymore. And even if we're bad for the next three years, we're just bad. We're just bad. (laughs) Always so, a possibility. Um, real quick, uh, just uh, uh, co- uh, f- just the one major coaching change I think in the off season. We brought in Drew. What is it? Drew? Was that Petzing? 
Uh, Petzing, yeah. Drew Petzing. We finally have a QB coach. We, I don't think we've had one in the last couple of years. Baker so. was his own QB coach. <laughs> Maybe this is where some of the he issues came in. doesn't play. need a QB, have a QB coach. coach. You just wait. So, so uh, let's let's move on here. The All right. Roster so is set. That's, uh, yeah, so that's our offseason, right? Um, yeah. And now I think it's changing gears, like roster is set. 53-man is set. Depth charts are being set. Um, we finally have um, you know, made our way through the slog of preseason and camp, and we're ready to play football. So let's let's run down these position groups real quick and sure. just see. Um, do know. we want to go strengths and weaknesses? Is that how we're going to do this? And maybe talk about some of the players in each group? Yeah, that's good. All right, so we'll start with our strengths here. Um, so top of my list is – the same as probably top of everybody's list for the Browns is the running backs group, right? So, I mean, we still have Chubb. Probably the best running back room in football. Still have Hunt. Still have Dearness Johnson. Dearness Johnson. Demetrius like Felton. call him because he's always earning it. <laughs> he earns it. Um, <laughs> Demetrius Felton, um, untapped potential there. Ton of yeah. speed, athleticism. I thought Dearness Johnson was in trouble because Demetrius Felton is, I mean... Like you if said, you were gonna, potential. Well, and he was, and he was a, an Andrew Berry draft pick. Yeah. So that seems to be like the get out of jail free card. Yeah. Um, what, what, what is the stat that I just saw the other day? It's like of his last however many draft picks. I think it's twenty four. <laughs> Every single or yeah. twenty two of them are on the active roster right now. One's on IR, and one is there was something else with the other one, but they're all with the team still. All twenty four. I think. Um, I don't want to go all Illuminati on you, but I feel oh, like gosh. I feel like that had a lot to do with the Baker departure. He, w- he wasn't Andrew Berry's guy. Well, Andrew Berry wants his guy. Well, I mean, you don't have to go Illuminati on me. It's, <laughs> it's not a it's not a secret. I mean, that's how GMs do it, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they come in and, and they like to have their guys. The guys that it, it's like that anytime there's a regime change. Yeah. Anytime a new GM comes in, especially the big name players, if you aren't winning games, they want to bring in their own. You're guys. in trouble. Yeah. Well, and in the Browns' case, I mean, not that we were going to the playoffs every year that Baker was here, but we were at least competitive every year that he was here. And, and it felt like you were building. We still let him go. Yeah, it felt like you had a sustainable. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't his guy. It wasn't so. his guy. So anyway, so the running backs very strong. Jerome Ford. <laughs> we didn't talk about Jerome, but Can't forget him. <laughs> I'm just as far as running backs go. But how many was that? Five running backs in our running yeah. back room. Yeah, and they're all solid. Most teams don't carry five running backs. That's a lot. It begs the question, why do we have five <laughs> running backs? Especially when our top two and even our third and fourth <laughs> are real. Like, how, why did Jerome Ford make the team? I have a theory on that. All right, I'd like to hear it. It's because our wide receiver room is so bad. <laughs> fair, fair. Is Demetric Felton actually a wide receiver? Is that what we're going with? I think we're going to see a lot of Kareem Hunt in the slot, a lot of Demetric Felton on the field. I hope to God. And listen, listen, Stefanski, if you can hear us, please, please, please give us more of Hunt and Chubb on the field at the same time. Please give us more of that. How do you defend it? Like, what do you do? <laughs> Only one of them can have the ball at one time. Thank you. Thanks. This guy's a genius. 22 men on the field. This guy is a genius. One ball. Anyway, so running backs, very strong. <laughs> Move on to defensive ends here. Defensive ends. Um, now I'm excited. <laughs> like we said, we got Clowney back. Obviously, we got Miles Garrett. 
My favorite I mean, part of of having Miles and Jadavion, honestly, is just having studs and Madden. The only the only problem with Jadavion Clowney is he is a Michigan boy. He's a Michigan boy? He's from Michigan? Nah, he's from South Carolina. I'm just kidding. He blew up the Michigan was, play, so actually he's my hero. He was a Gamecock. He's a Gamecock. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking of that game and I just thought Maze and blue, and I just wanted to punch myself in the face. But yeah, don't do that. But, um, uh, no, so, he blew them up. So now he's my hero. So. Anyway, defensive ends, obviously bookend with Miles and Jadavion. Uh, expect monster years out of both of them. Yeah, um, Jadavion Clowney. Did you know last year he he was like third in QB pressure? He never got home because he was kind of the guy that helped everybody else get home. But he was like third or fourth in well, QB pressure. And that's year. kind of his thing. I don't you know, people hear Jadavion and because he's a big name because he was a high draft pick. You think like he's he's JJ Watt or TJ Watt or Miles like in that same vein. He's not really a a guy that gets to the gets to the quarterback. 15 or 20 times a year like nah. that's not his style he's a run a nah. run stopper but he's, de- he's, and he's definitely disruptive yeah. yeah that's the word i would use for Jadavion Clowney. what i love about the defensive ends too is that we have this youth movement behind them with chase winovich and um alex wright yep um alex wright's a big dude um so excited to have just the youth behind those guys um should be a, a fun year watching them get after the quarterbacks. Yep, for sure. So, uh, next position group we have in our strengths here is definitely the DBs. I mean, we got a lot of DBs. DBs. We got a lot of DBs. We got good starters and good depth there. Some of the best in the game. I mean, yeah. I think we uh, talked about Denzel. Ward. Denzel, tremendous athlete, yep. lockdown corner. Um, Newsom. Newsom. He he played well. Um. I don't think he had a pick last year, which seems weird. No, but he played well when he, he was he was, he, oh, he was breaking up passes. He, he was, was he was also we'll use the term disruptive. Very disruptive. Um, he didn't he didn't give up a ton of plays. So, um, I mean, we still got all of our depth as well. Who's our who's our nickel this year? Um, so you got Greedy out there, Greedy yep. Williams, um, the rookie Martin Emerson. Yeah, um, had a really nice camp. Uh, big preseason. Yeah, yeah, preseason. Yeah. It's, uh, you can't get too excited about preseason because it's tough. Um, we all know they're playing against backups in the preseason. But, but at the had, same time, you you look at that because he still while made the plays. Backups. Yeah, everybody's in the NFL here, and so. he still he still made the plays. Um, then you move back into your safeties: uh, Grant Delpit, John Johnson. Um, it's just there's it's, not a lot of weaknesses in that defense. It's kind of ridiculous. How how stacked they are in the defensive backfield. Um, Ronnie Harrison, um, good name. You know, one of those <laughs> red, red eye Ronnie Harrison. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bell was surprised to make the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. West Florida kid. West Florida like didn't hasn't existed that long as a school. No. Like for like five years or something. He's the first NFL player from West. They're Florida. new. <laughs> they They're not what sure do. what to do. Yeah. Um, but everyone seems really high on him yeah. um, that he's going to contribute this year. Um, so the defensive backfield, again, very strong. Very Between strong. that that defensive front. Um, I expect uh, a lot more. Um, I, I think it goes both ways this year, right? I think our defensive ends are going to get home more often, um, and we're going to get more picks because uh, they're going to they're just going to be more pressure. And we did a pretty good job of that last year, but I, I see more picks this year, and I see on the other side of it, I see a lot more covered sacks this year. 
where hopefully our DBs can stay healthy. Yeah. And that frees up Miles Garrett for this thing. Which and that was we'll, we'll talk about this soon, but I'm I, I think Miles Garrett has a monster year this year. You actually just mentioned something that I'm really worried about. Um, if I had a high priority concern for the year, other than you know a quarterback being out for 11 games, <laughs> um, it's the health of that defensive backfield. Um, they just can't seem to – it's weird because I don't think they are injury prone. They just all seem to get hurt at the same time. Denzel's always, <laughs> like, nicked up. It's, it's never anything yeah. serious, right? Yeah. But like, he's I'm going to miss a game here. Nicked up. I'm missing a game here and there. Grant Delpit obviously had the uh, Achilles um, and um, was banged up a little bit last year, banged up in camp this year. Um, Greedy, Greedy. had the shoulder issues when he first uh, came in. He was the one that – so, nerve damage, wasn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, he's coming back from that. And who knows how long that – nerves are weird, man. Who, know, who knows if that ever comes back and haunts him again. So. And I think if you lose any of those guys for any period of time, a significant period of time, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because they're because they're so impactful. I think a lot of what they're going to do on defense revolves around – Yeah, I mean, around. whereas I said we have a lot of depth, the step down from the starters to probably that next tier guys because our starters are so good – yeah, I mean, it's if you end up with AJ Green on the field, like as as your starting quarterback, there's nowhere near Newsome. You're, <laughs> you're not that excited. And, and, and Denzel Ward, so um, so there's that. So let's flip over. Let's let's talk about some of the weaknesses here. Um, so obviously, we've already mentioned that a couple times. One of the weaknesses, in my eyes, is wide receiver. Whereas we do have Amari Cooper on top, um, and I think that's a great for us. Jakeem Grant is hurt for the year. He was probably going to get some snaps in there at receiver um, as like a slot guy. Um, and I mean, you go down and we got. I mean, that makes your age. other your other starter Donovan Peoples Jones, yep. which I think a lot of people had expectations for last year. And you know, again, there's still was, a lot of people really high in him this whether year. Whether it was Baker or whether it was a million other things last year that didn't go right, um, he just kind of did not meet expectations no, at all. No. He was, I think, the leading receiver on the Browns. I think he had like 596 yards or something. Was that hard when, when OBJ left halfway through the season? Jarvis well, Landry was hurt for like fair however many games. And yeah, we had to roll him out in a wheelchair yeah. each week. Yeah. <laughs> he um, just hoped to play, and if he played, he played for about a half, and then he was pretty <laughs> ineffective in the second half. So. Um, we love you, Jarvis, but that's just, I mean, facts. <laughs> and then uh, Michael Woods uh, makes the team. Anthony yeah. Schwartz, right? And Anthony Schwartz. Um, yeah. you know, Anthony had a really disappointing camp, um, really disappointing preseason, at least. Uh, I think you know his camp, Basically I don't think he dropped every ball at camp. But <laughs> <laughs> well, dang. <laughs> but, I don't think he dropped every ball, but about 97%. I think he, he caught more balls at camp than he did in the preseason in the games. Um, Fair. You know, he's one of those, again, athletes, uh, untapped potential on that side of it. Super fast, but you got to catch the ball. Um, you do have to catch the ball. It's your—it's literally your job. <laughs> not to mention, if we're going to go back to Baker, I blame Anthony Schwartz for the Baker injury. Well, there's that. <laughs> so there is that. Watch your back, Jacoby. Yeah. And Deshaun. Anthony Schwartz will get you. He'll get you. On to the next category. So um, uh, I have uh, for for weaknesses here. I had one more. Who? David Bell. Oh, I'm actually really excited about <laughs> David Bell. 
Good call. Thank you. Uh, I almost forgot him. I think he's the wild card in that. I group. do think he's. I think he could be big because he he didn't he didn't have a lot of hype coming out of college because he you, wasn't fast. No, but if you look at his body of work at Purdue, productive. He was so productive yeah. and against big teams. Yep. Like there was big games that that guy came into, and he would he would go for 150, 175 yards. He's like the opposite of Anthony Schwartz. Yeah, he's not fast. But Anthony he, Schwartz is just a burner. He's supposed he, to just destroy, take the top off of defenses, and instead he drops every ball that he's comes his way. Not fast, but he he'll catches catch everything. everything. He's a Venus flytrap out there. Venus fly. <laughs> <laughs> David Bell is a Venus flytrap. Mark it down. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. He catches everything. Boom. Uh, no, I am excited about David Bell. I think, like you said, I think he is a wild card on this offense. And if he can pan out this year and kind of flourish as the season goes on, I, I, I think that really uh, kind of kicks our offense up another notch. Yeah. I mean, Boom! He, Bam! Coming in as a rookie, right, you don't know what's really going to be expected of him in terms of how much he's involved in the offense. He's new. But you hope that when he gets a chance to play that he's he is productive and well it's like they say for pretty much every rookie you got to take advantage of the opportunities that you are given so that we can grow and be better right so yeah. i mean he's gotta he's gotta get take advantage of those so he can see the field more this goes two ways he's the venus flytrap <laughs> david bell he is i've coined it he is officially the venus flytrap <laughs> david bell or he's quincy morgan or Ugh. greg little Ugh. <laughs> we don't even oh. need sound effects on the Burning River Sportscast. Ronnie makes I am the sound effects. Red Hot Ronnie I can't Jims. believe you put that on him. Greg Little? Greg <laughs> Little? Oh, no. Uh, I mean, we could go down a whole a whole list of failed Cleveland Browns receivers. That hurt my heart so bad. I'm literally lightheaded right now. Like, it just stopped the blood rushing to my head, and now I'm just, I, I want to pass out for David Bell because you called him Greg Little. Brian uh, potentially. Uh, Robisky. Oh, no, an Ohio State boy. You just threw him under the bus. Come on now. Come on now. That was, that was coaching. And the fact that he just wasn't that good. Wasn't his dad his coach? Wasn't Terry Robisky the interim head coach that year? I don't remember. I don't know if he ever made it up to interim head coach. I think. Oh, he? Terry Robisky was the interim head coach. His dad. Was I, it that I don't year, know though? if it was the same year. I think it was though. I can't remember. Nah, who cares? If we only, if only we had a times you, you wish to forget. <laughs> um, um, so next up in the weaknesses category for position groups, who we got um, probably linebackers. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't think they're. I think we actually are. I think we're better off at the at the linebacker. I position. would almost move them into neutral. I don't know if they're quite a neutral. I think I still see them as a little bit of a weakness. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we got a little bit better, but it's still not great. I mean, you have JOK, and he's your weapon. And yep. and I like bringing Anthony Walker back. I think Anthony Walker yep. adds veteran presence to that that lineup. It gets really thin after that, though, man. Um, I, I know it's it's old news, but you know who really disappointed me? Mac Wilson. He came in and he was he had a solid rookie year, and then after that he was like, I suck now. I'm just the worst. He's like the Anthony Schwartz. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so much hype after his rookie year, and then he's just, God. A ton awful. of speed and athleticism could not what tackle happened? anyone. He literally went from starter to just off the team in a matter of like three months. I think I could break his tackle right now, me. Not like high school in shape me. Like right now, I think I could run through an arm tackle at Mac. What? 
I'll take him one on one, straight up. You guys gotta check the Oklahoma. video of this podcast because <laughs> Oklahoma, it, it, you could have seen my face just now. I know you can't see it on on the podcast, but check the video version because I want an Oklahoma drill with Mac Wilson. I score every time. I'll score Mac every time. Mac Wilson, if you're listening, we challenge you he's to not, an Oklahoma drill. He's not listening. He couldn't. He couldn't tackle his headphones. Um, <laughs> but right. Sione Takitaki, Tony Fields, Jacob Phillips. Great name, Takitaki. No, no great. None of those names are great. You don't like Takitaki. Yeah, because they do the cool sounder at the field. The Takitaki, Takitaki. Like, that's it. See? That's it. See? That's all we got. Um, Fun name. Jacob Fun Phillips name. hurt last year. Coming off, what was it, the bicep injury. Um, I, hear, I hear good things. It's one of those. Most of the people behind those those, those first couple, they're, they really got to prove it because we've, I mean, as of right now, it's either unproven or you're just proven to be mediocre. <laughs> so. Or you're proven to be Anthony Shorts. Oh, you've been weighed. You have been measured. And you've been found wanting. Um, defensive um, tackle group. Yeah, pretty rough still. I'm excited about the draft pick, Perry on Winfrey. I, I think he makes an impact this year. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to – I don't know how much he's going to play, but I think – I think at some point he makes an impact, though. I think he's going to have kind of a uh, – I, I do think he'll see the field, and I'm hoping for a signature moment of his. He's a dog. Right a dog. A dog. That was the signature moment. Like, what was the guy that jumped in the pool when we drafted him, Scooby? That was, Scooby, Scooby Wright. <laughs> that was that was uh, Perion's Scooby Wright moment. Is he, he's not on the team. A Scooby? A Scooby on? No, that was like that was ten like years, years ago. Or that something. was that long ago already. It was already? a minute. And Scooby was not here. We that. didn't even keep him on yeah. the practice squad. His name's Scooby. He's a dog for God's sake. <laughs> no, Perion's a dog. Um, Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryant listed as your starters. Um, Tommy Togiai in that rotation. Togiai. Uh, a bunch of tryhard guys, right? I think. Um, there's there's some youth there, but like Ronnie said before, like these are some guys that are just gonna have to to prove it before you you believe in them. I can't I can't wholeheartedly get behind somebody who hasn't shown me anything. <laughs> you know, it's just unless unless we just know you're an absolute stud. Deshaun went four and twelve his last year as a starter. You're behind him, bro. Just relax. <laughs> Just relax. All, All right. right. So neutral. Oh, maybe we should have put some of these in, in this category as the unproven group. But I, I think this is more of like the neutral unproven as far as we think there's a lot of potential. And we, th- we think they're on the better side. But well, yeah, I think they're the, still neutral because I, they do have to prove it. I think we start with the biggest question mark, which is quarterback. Yeah, it's, it's funny because a lot of people would be like, what do you mean quarterback's not, a, not in your strengths? Well, our, our starting quarterback's out for more than half the season. so Yeah, 11 weeks is tough. Yeah, I mean, by default, you almost have to put it as a weakness. Or, or I'm sorry, as, as something that's neutral, because we've talked about Jacoby as serviceable. I think even if, you had a good, even if you had a good backup, like, they're backups for a reason. Right. Um, right. I, would, I felt much better when the initial suspension came down for Deshaun, when it was six games. Yeah. If, if he was sitting at six games, I probably actually would have moved him into a strength. Yeah, for but sure. But the fact that it's 11... Almost double the original suspension. Well, not quite double because he had to be back to the Texans, but almost double. And and just you know, Jacoby is. I think Jacoby is what he is, and I think, um, I think the problem is that we look at it and say we got the best 
running back room in football. Let's just run the ball. Let's pound the rock. Um, the every, problem, every team knows we're going to that, do That's that. the problem. Every defensive coordinator knows. I think more so than that's that, what you want to do. those first 11 games, we're going to be leaning heavily on the defense. So hopefully they're much improved. Agreed. So, um, so yeah, QB, we're going to leave them in the neutral category. Um, um, tight ends, I'm going to put them at neutral. Um, Harrison Bryant, like you said, good player. David Njoku, good player. I got to but... hit the rewind button real quick. Um, Josh Dobbs. I actually like him. I, I I have been speculating in my head, not to anybody else, <laughs> that he may get some games started. I don't know how many he's going to start, but I keep hearing that there may be a Josh Dobbs package. I don't know that that like gets me excited. Well, I, mean, I don't. But... He's just he is athletic, and he played well in the preseason. Again, it was preseason, but I just I say that whereas I I know I've said Jacoby is serviceable, but even in that same vein, I see. Josh Dobbs possibly getting the nod if Jacoby starts losing every game. <laughs> he probably will. Yeah. <clears throat> Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> tight ends. Tight ends. So tight end. Uh, like I said, David and Joku, um, Harrison Bryant. Obviously, they're solid, but we I still put them in the neutral category because David and Joku, even with his big contract and all the hype around him, he, he yeah. We what just, has he actually done? We just don't know what this year's going to look like. We do know that Kevin Stefanski likes to use his tight ends. Um, we know that the, he's going to be heavily involved in the game. You heard plan. it here first. Kevin Stefanski loves tight ends. He loves tight ends. It's probably... <laughs> I, we're not going to go there. Um, he's going to be heavily involved in, um, in a lot of the different packages. I think both Njoku and Harrison Bryant are good downfield blockers, good run blockers. Um, which means they're just going to be on the field a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. Um, and then uh, the newcomer to the group, Jesse James. Jesse James. <laughs> I think he's a good depth pickup, but yeah. I, I mean, I, you he, know, he had flashes Jesse James, where he was before, but I, he just, I mean. I think Jesse James gives me nightmares because I feel like he was one of those guys that wasn't ever that good, but. He played for the Steelers for a long time, and it felt like every time they needed Nothing a third else. down, where they were down oh, yeah, late yeah. in the game, like that guy made a play, and I was like, "Why is just nothing else he can give us intel on the Steelers?" You're not even good. Why are you beating me? <laughs> Those are the guys that beat the Browns typically every time. Remember when we couldn't stop Benny? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chad Henney couldn't stop him. Couldn't Anyways. Stop him. Uh, moving on, uh, kicker, uh, Cade York. Cade York. Cade York. Yeah, so Cade York, um, I'm actually, I, I, I like Cade York as our kicker. I think that he's, um, I think he can be fairly consistent. I mean, we've had, that's the worst part about our kickers the last few years, right, is we got nobody that can be consistent. Um, <laughs> we, we get one, we get rid of him, we get one, we get, a, we get rid of him. I think the best thing about Kate York is he just makes seventy-yard field goals for fun. <laughs> that, in practice, he like, does have a leg, That's huge sure. leg. Yeah, that, I mean, and, and you have to have that in Northeast Ohio, right? Have to have it. I've heard him talk a lot recently about um, you know looking forward to just kicking at first energy and kicking in uh, you know the snow and the wind and trying to figure out you know Phil Dawson was so um, so meticulous about. Uh, you know the, the flags that he put up there and stuff, and about the wind direction and 
making sure that... Uh, it's like Phil Dawson put all his flags up around the stadium and none of the new kickers pay attention to him. They don't, <laughs> but I think Cade has, and, I, and he has the leg to, to get it done. So, um, you know, one of those things where you're like, do you draft a kicker? Probably not most of the time. Um, but here we are. But here we are, and, and I'm excited. He does kick 70-yard field goals. So. I'm hoping that he's the one that works out. It's hard to be a kicker in the NFL today because it feels like if you have a bad game or two, you're just hit the bricks. Well, the, think about how many are sitting out there in free agency at any given time. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cade, that could be you. Don't let that be you. No, but seriously. The travesty uh, would be Cade York is a free agent and Anthony Schwartz still has a job. <laughs> Uh, seriously, though, with kickers uh, in the NFL, there's not typically a lot to get excited about, but him kicking 70-yard field goals gets me excited. Yeah, well, it's, it's a weapon, right? Yeah. Especially when you think about... If the... nothing else, you make them think, like, well, maybe he could make this. Well, but, I, <laughs> but he doesn't always have to make a 70-yard field goal, but he is going to kick long 40s and 50s. Uh, long 50s. And they're not going to be different. Like, the the uh, length of the kick it's is just, not going to be difficult. He's just going to be able to make them. Yeah. I mean, think about the kickers you've had here the last couple of years. You you got 46 yards and longer. You were like, mm, we're going forward on 4th and 11. That's fine. 4th and 11? Baker, take Might your torn. Might as well be 4th and 2. Take your torn <laughs> labrum and throw the ball. Yeah. Um. So it's a weapon. I think the Browns are going to have to play ball control offense. Um, stout defense. That's how they're going to win games. So I think the first 11 games are going to be a true proving ground for Cade York. Um, and he can make a name for himself yep. during that We've time. We spent a lot of time on the kicker. Let's move on to the, the... He's the most exciting draft pick. All right. Um, <laughs> so... He's, he's must-see TV. Cade York is must-see TV. Woo! David Bell's a Venus flytrap. <laughs> Cade York is must-see TV. Okay. He's, these are our hot takes <laughs> from the day. We went from the Scottish hammer to have him Cade York peppermint patties. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, punter. Skip it. But your request, nobody cares. All right. Offensive line. I put him in neutral. They, I know there's a lot of people with with some of the injuries right now. It, it could go both ways. Some people would say they're actually a weakness because we've had a lot of injuries. Uh, center's a complete mess right now. Uh, but there's other people that say it's it's a strength because yeah, they still have a lot of... I would lean more into a strength with them. I know, um, yeah, I mean, you still have Joe Batonio. Uh, yeah. Hall of Famer. Uh, Jed Wills, okay, unproven to an extent, but I, I think would he's, say I would put him in the category of solid. I, I think, don't think he's, he's solid. I don't think he's fantastic. I just think he's solid. Um, Which but, he, he could. I mean, he's still fairly young. He yeah, he's, he's gonna he's, get. He's gonna, a, get, he's gonna get a hell of a lot better. Um, Wyatt Teller, I mean, yep. road grader. Yep. Um, <laughs> Jack Conklin's a question mark because of the injury last year. He's yeah. he's listed as the day one starter right now. But I think that's I mean, if, he, a, if he's healthy and he's playing to the level he was before the injury. I think that's a game time decision. You know? So we'll see. And then, as you mentioned, center um, Ethan po- Pochick. Is it Pochick or yeah. po- I don't even know how to say his Pochick. name. I don't, um, I don't who was slated? Nick Harris was the one that got hurt. Uh, didn't two people get hurt? Um, and then we ended up on our third choice. <laughs> it's never good when you're on your third choice. Or was it just that that we had an injury and they refused to bring back JC Treader? And then I think that's what it was. I think that's what it was. But you still do have two centers on IR right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, not good. 
Because, um, yeah, because the guy that w- ended up on IR, the other guy got hurt. Didn't they uh, kind of skip over him? And then he ended up going on IR anyways. Yeah. When's the last time your third choice of anything worked out? You're like, we can get Pizza Hut, Papa John's, or Domino's. You're like, mm, scratch the first two. That's a bad example. They're all bad. Um, moving on. Put, put Little Caesars as your third choice, and then I, could, I would probably agree with you. Anyways, um, so yeah, third third choice is never good. That That's part of why I put them in the neutral category, just because I understand we, we, we are pretty strong, but another injury or two, and that could turn pretty quick. So that's your 2022 position group rundown, 53-man roster. Not a whole heck of a lot of surprises. I think the biggest surprise is, is probably... Um, is probably D'Anthony Bell, just because I don't know that if you if you would have told me in June D'Anthony Bell's making team, I just would have asked you who. Um, don't know who that is. I had to create him in Madden. Uh, <laughs> he's he, you know when you, st- you start the season and they give you like the full eighty man roster. It's like everybody that they've ever heard of that has ever played for the Browns. He wasn't there. Feels bad. <laughs> um, so hopefully he'll get in on the next roster update. Yeah. Um, potential stars on in the in the group. Um, I actually, I like I like David Bell, and this is people that we, you know, it's not the obvious choices. I think the potential stars for me is you picked a good one with Dave with David Bell because he's a Venus flytrap. He's the Venus flytrap. I'll tell you who's not a, a star is Anthony Schwartz. Man, Anthony Schwartz, <laughs> please do not listen to our podcast because you will do whatever the opposite of endorsing something is. He's you will like, tell everybody not to listen. And if you are a pleasant surprise this year, we will be the most happy bunch of assholes. <laughs> What's Anthony Schwartz is like, that fat guy hates me. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you're fat. His, That's what he says. Uh, good one. <laughs> In his Georgia Mud Dogs jersey. Yeah. So uh, SCLSU. So um, let's take a, we're actually going to take a quick advertising break here before we get into the. Uh, oh shoot! Breaks. We have to make revenue. Yeah. So here we go. Towpath Vodka from Towpath Distillery. Towpath Vodka is a fuller-style vodka with pleasant tropical notes, including faint shredded coconut, nuanced grapefruit, and lemon rind. Complement the silky texture and smooth descending finish, descending finish on the palate. Well suited for classic vodka preparations, especially the martinity. Mar- martinity? I don't know what that is. The What's martini. a martinity? The martini. Basically, what we're trying to say is this vodka slaps. Slaps. It's available in Northeast Ohio and especially right at the distillery there in Akron. So, Towpath. Get you some. Get you some. All right. Now that that's over. Revenue. <laughs> now that that's over, let's get into the matchup. Preview matchup for week one. Week one. Bow, 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 bow. R- Ronnie James does all the sound effects <laughs> and the music. Uh, everything is him. Uh, you don't need anything else. I'm the sounder, but he's the music. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so week one, we finally made it. Now we are talking football. Yeah. That We're talking 2022 football. It took us a whole hour to go through the offseason the f- because it was a shit show. <laughs> the first hour of this podcast, we all just lived uh, just the last five months all over again. You're welcome. But now it's time for week one. It's time for football. It's time for the Burning River Sportscast. Carolina Panthers. Baker returns, baby! Baker returns. Boo. Baker returns. Boo. Uh, Jacoby starts for Cleveland. 
Um, it's going to be a real interesting day for quarterbacks. I think there's um, no shortage of things to talk about as we just covered when they get ready for the pregame show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to imagine there's going to be just a Baker cam. Just oh yeah, I mean, I if, can't wait. <laughs> I can't. You think he'll grab his nuts? I don't. <laughs> Like, if you're CBS, I, I think it's on CBS this week. Like if, if you have that game, there has to be a camera on that man at all times. Will, well, they're not they're not in Cleveland. I was going to say, will Baker Mayfield pull out a flag and put it at the 50-yard line? No, but if the Browns win, they better damn pull out a flag. Oh, nothing would make me happier. Damn pull out a flag. Pull out a damn flag. I can't even <laughs> They better damn pull out a flag. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, uh, over under on him grabbing his nuts and yelling at the Brown sideline is probably, I'm going to put it at uh, the middle of the second quarter. <laughs> Here's the thing. I, I do think Baker's going to be hyped for this game, obviously. I think um, a big part of his tenure in Carolina this, to this point, though, has been to try to show some level of maturity. I think he'll be hyped. I think he's going to be intense. He's so mature, he's off the leash. He's he, he those were his people, right? He didn't do it himself. Yep. Even though he yep. posted it like right on his Twitter the moment they launched. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever uh, tweet something bad from this moment forward or do something wrong, I'm just going to say it was my people. Um I like Baker and one of my friends texted me and they was like, "Are you going to get one of those shirts?" and I was like, it's not, it maybe if he made a good shirt, but the shirts aren't even cool. Oh, it looks like trash. <laughs> it's literally just a bunch of words slapped on a T-shirt. They weren't even good, and like it, that that T-shirt does the opposite of slap. I think maybe I'm partial because Cleveland is such a a big T-shirt town. Oh yeah, I mean like every GD artwork, like you can get that shirt at like your local grocery store. Like <laughs> like they have them everywhere. Just everyone's T-shirts about everything. So yeah. when his T-shirts came out and they were just ass. I was like, come on. Oh, it was awful. It's so bad. It's just, it literally looks like I did it in word art. Yeah. Well, not, and you're and, not, and, and you're and just like, I just, I just pulled up publisher and threw a bunch of things in there and said, here, slap this on a t-shirt. Now. And you're not good at word art. So it's going to be a real interesting day for the quarterbacks. I think Baker, I, I think this game rides a lot on what the two of them do obviously i think it rides a lot on baker's baker's gonna be baker and he's gonna come out slinging he's, he's gonna be hyped up he's gonna start fast um it's gonna be up to uh our defense to weather that storm like i wouldn't be surprised if the panthers came out and scored on their first drive just because baker is so hyped up agreed but it's, the the defense is gonna have to weather the storm and be the defense that we're hoping they're going to be all year long the problem is i don't know that either team is built to play from behind, at least while Jacoby's here. No. I think if if the Browns get out to an early lead, um, that Baker will press and make mistakes. I think if like the, he tends to do, if the Panthers come out and just put it on us and it's fourteen or seventeen nothing real quick, Jacoby's going to be like, "How do I dink and dunk to a win here?" It's going to be a long day. He's like, I, "My six yard passes aren't working." No, no. So there's that. So I I would agree with you there. So. Um, I think any big uh, position matchups in this that we really need to look forward to. Cause we, I mean, we mentioned how a lot of it rides on those quarterbacks, but I think the next logical step is probably DJ Moore and Denzel Ward. Um, yeah. You know, I think again, just going back to the, the quarterbacks, um, DJ Moore is a force. Um, 
but it'll be interesting to see how, how Denzel holds up against him. I think um, the X factor, and we'll talk about him a little bit later here from the Panther side on offense is going to be Robbie Anderson. Um, he's just a guy. He's, yeah. he's so fast. Um, yeah. He's not the, the biggest, fastest, best receiver. Sorry, not fastest. He's not the biggest, strongest or best receiver, but he is fast. Yeah. Um, and he's one of those guys that's he's streaky, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. He'll have games where he puts up. You know, well, trust me, he's been on my fantasy two hundred yards. He's the most frustrating player because <clears> he disappears week, for weeks at a time, but then yeah. all of a sudden he goes off for one hundred and ninety yards and two touchdowns. You're yeah, like, where next, did this come from? The next two weeks, he'll just be like on a greyhound bus to North Dakota, and then <laughs> uh, then he'll show up and just did put he, it on he, you. Did he even play? Did he even play? Did he Nobody dress? Knows. Nobody knows. Um, so that's probably it. Those are some good matchups. Uh, it, as far as receivers versus our DBs, I think um, I, th- I think the biggest <clears throat> one for me is going to be we talked about our linebackers um, and our defensive tackles being kind of in the uh, weakness category, correct? So, with that being said, they do, you know, they have Christian McCaffrey run CMC over there. Is he gonna is he gonna be able to run wild on us, or are we gonna be able to slow him down a little bit? I'm worried about him. I am worried. I would say he's probably the biggest, which is, I mean, that's not anything, that's not a hot take, but he's he's one of the biggest X factors for the Panthers, not only in this game, but probably the entire year. How does he come back from that injury? He's so rarely healthy that he's usually not a problem. Well, yeah. But now he's healthy because he hasn't played yet. Yep. Yo, figure, we have to play him at full strength. <clears throat> yeah. So that could be dangerous. I think the other position matchup to watch is um, they have the. They tried to upgrade their Carolina tried to upgrade their offensive line in the offseason, and they have a rookie left tackle, Ekem Ekwonu. I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up. It was on my list to bring up too, but um, oh my goodness! I think and I think he was the first. I think Miles tackle. Garrett's, I think drafted. Miles Garrett feasts. I think I think the game will probably hinge on like can he protect Baker because yeah. if he doesn't. Um, well, Brown, Miles will feast. Yeah, and Browns fans know Baker can get rattled back there. I mean, if if Miles Garrett Garrett gets a couple sacks in the first half, oh, you don't. <laughs> I mean, and it's not just Baker, honestly. I mean, who wouldn't start getting a little bit nervous and start looking over their shoulder? If know? Miles Garrett was chasing you, if he if he starts, <laughs> I'm saying we're talking about the matchup. If he starts yeah. getting around that. That left tackle, and then you're like, ah, we got we got this young left tackle. And I'd no, be nervous if I saw him with a helmet in his hand. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. So. I'm just kidding. We love you, Miles. I so, love you, Miles. So, well, he's not the only one now. True, <laughs> and that is a travesty. Yeah. That the the NFL Miles did nothing. Garrett suspended for the rest of the season. Uh, Donald just uh, just plays. He had two helmets. He was dual wielding and just swinging them. And he connected a few times. Did you hear the audio on that? He was like Darth Maul. It was popping at football off. I thought, I thought I thought somebody had a firearm at practice. <laughs> yeah, because he was just dinking, donking dudes on the dome. <laughs> Oh, man. How is there just no... And I like how when they ask him about it in his interview, he's just like, yeah, we talk about practice. How is there no reaction on the part of the NFL? Though? None. Oh, None. man. None. So Well, bad. it's because, what's his name, had his helmet off. I don't even know. Was Mason Rudolph had his helmet off, and, and <laughs> Miles Garrett tried to decapitate him. <laughs> well, that... Di- different strokes for different folks. 
Um, but I was just saying why it was a little bit different. But at the same time, Miles Garrett took one swing and, and <laughs> I mean the NFL claims was, was that just, just because it was practice that it doesn't count. But yeah, whatever. I don't think you can just do that. <laughs> and it was a joint practice. It wasn't even like oh, it was he it was, was the other team. He it was, wasn't like he was beefed with his own teammate that no, was like talking was about his his old lady. Like he was he was dual wielding helmets and. It's Aaron Donald. Yeah. The it's, highest profile defensive player it's in not, the league. It's not Anthony Schwartz. People made a big deal because it was Miles Garrett, a high profile defensive player. High profile, just uh, strong. That too. Talk about having a helmet on. He he would just crack that helmet. Who would win in a fight, Miles Garrett or Aaron Donald? <laughs> that would be a good fight. Mm, there's They're a both lot of pretty there. physically impressive. <laughs> That's kind of like, would you rather fight? Let's not go there. We'll a talk horse about sized day. duck or a hundred duck sized horses? Oh, man, you told me this before, but I, just, I don't know. There is no right answer. I don't know. Anyways, um, so so you got into it a little bit before. Players to watch. You got a player to watch in this game? I gave you mine. I think it's, it's Robbie Anderson, and then I think it's the left tackle. That's fair. That's fair. For me, hmm. You know, I'm probably going to go with Donovan Peoples-Jones, actually. Because yeah. he's, we've, we talked about it. I mean, he was pretty under, he's been underwhelming. and Super underwhelming. I think what he does in this game, I mean, obviously one game doesn't make or break your entire season, but I think what he does in this game could set the tone for his season. Um, and it, it could be a big factor in helping us win this game because, like you said, we aren't typically built to come from behind with Jacoby at quarterback, so he's going to have to help us build a lead. No, not built to play from behind at all. That's an understatement. Um, Yes, so how do you see this game playing out? Um, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's shelf that for just a second before we get into the Browns pick this, this for this and how we see the Browns game going, uh, let's actually make our way around the AFC North. Okay. Um, so we've got this week, we actually have an AFC North matchup to open the season with the Steelers and the Bengals. Let's pause. Um, because we're going to, we're going to tally these as we go. Okay. Um, for the whole season. Just the AFC North picks. Oh, you talking wager? For the, uh, we should have a wager. I don't know what the wager is yet. Let's we, just shake on it. We will have a wager, and we agree to the wager, but we don't know what the wager is. That handshake felt sexual. Um, we will have a wager, so maybe that's something that we can throw out to the listening audience. Yeah. So we'll, and listen. we'll make can... the picks uh, this week, and, and we'll make the picks in the preview every week. Um, and then we will tally them as we go when we do the recap the following week. I don't know what the loser is going to have to do, but they're going to have to do something. Yeah. So at the end of the season. So what we'll do is we'll do AFC North picks every week. Uh, we'll do Browns pick. Um, and then maybe... They're, they're in the AFC North. I mean the rest of the AFC North. I think it was implied. Thank you. Um, and we'll, we'll do a, a running tally like you said. I think the uh, tiebreaker can be our season-long prediction as far as the record for the Browns. So. Fair. All right. So let's go ahead. And the, we'll... the, the stakes are set. The stakes are set. Maybe maybe that'll be the bet. You have to cook me a steak. 
just because it sounds delicious right I, now because you said steak. Do I have to cook Although it? the last time you cooked me a steak, you burn it, so. When we went camping. Um, we went camping? Down in, down in Hawking Hills, in the cabin. You burnt the steak. Wow. You're going way back there. <laughs> it was the last time you cooked me a steak, bro. Holy smokes. In a few years. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, you know, I keep my receipts. To be, <laughs> to be fair, that was a, a cabin grill. The grill was broke. The grill was broken. Um, it was like there was probably thirteen bachelorette parties in that cabin before we got there, and the they... grill was broken. I'll give you that. Only like two burners worked on it, out of the, like the six that it had. <laughs> and I still burned it. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's the that's the wager. Something we're going to have to do something um, embarrassing. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. So let's start with the other teams in the AFC North. We do have an AFC North matchup this week in the Steelers and the Bengals. Um, Who you got? I got the Bengals. The Steelers are in a huge rebuild this year. They're just not going to be good. Mitch Trubisky, come on. That's fair. Come on. <laughs> to me, this one's all about the quarterbacks. Um, I'm not a huge believer in the Bengals. Uh, I, I, think I actually I, am not either, but I just think they're significantly better than the Steelers. <laughs> I don't know that they're like the one and done seems to be the um, common refrain, but I just I, I, I am I think not stay competitive this year. I think they're competitive, but I'm not blown away. Like to me, they're not in the same class. I think they just they the NFL the little the what people don't like to talk about about the NFL is it also takes a lot of luck and timing with that luck for you to oh, make yeah. a run towards the end of the Extraordinarily. season. And they happen to be pretty darn lucky at the end of last year. I'm not saying they aren't a decent team. I'm just saying they got very lucky with the run that they made. Yeah, and I think. I think the NFL you know, was an 8-8 eight and eight league before there were 17 games, but you're an 8-9 and nine or a 9-8 league. Yeah. I think the Bengals are probably... Right around there. Right, just maybe just better than, than that. It, yeah. like, and that, I think, is their, their ceiling without getting very lucky. If they just yeah, yeah. play straight up and nothing weird or bad happens to their opponents, <laughs> um, I think they're probably just better than 500. I would agree with that. And I, I think we're both in agreement that uh, the Steelers are definitely in a rebuild. But the so. Steelers are bad. And I think when you look at... Well, Mike Tomlin always finds ways to win. He games. does. And in a league that is an 8-8 eight eight league, um, they finds a way to could be, right around there. be in the mix. Well, usually better. But he in their down years, he finds a way to be right around there. I mean, he got them into the playoffs last year with Ben Roethlisberger, just a broken, bed. broken man. And that brought me so he much, so much joy. But he was a broken man. Yeah. So, so I think. So we're going with the Bengals. So I think we both have the Bengals. Yeah, I think uh, this one goes to the quarterbacks, and I, I do like Joe Burrow. I think. Uh, I think that's that's why I'm picking the Bengals. That is why. So uh, next we got the Ravens at the Jets. Ravens and Jets. This actually is pretty interesting because Jet, 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 Jet. because Zach Wilson is hurt for the Jets, and they're starting Joe that, Flacco. You think that makes it more interesting? They're starting Joe Flacco. Because he's the Ravens quarterback. And he played for the Ravens for a long okay. time. Fun, interesting, Ravens win going away. This game doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's close. I think the Ravens win by probably at least 14. Uh, yeah, and Lamar still isn't getting paid. I hope my fantasy players that I have on the Jet squad play well, though. That would be nice. Just a receiver. Do you have a? Oh, you don't know their running backs. Their running back battle has actually caught my eye this off season because um, they drafted Brees Hall, 
But they have Michael Carter, who seems to have been. I think Mark, Michael Carter. I, I know there was a lot of hype around Brees uh, Hall, but I I think that Michael Carter still ends up being the full-time starter. I'm on the same page. Yeah. I, and I think there's so much. He's a so solid much... player. I think it was back to what we were talking about before with uh, um, certain draft picks just kind of aligning more with GMs and things. Did they did they ch- have any personnel changes? Like, why are they so down on Michael Carter after he had a solid season last year? Um. I don't care about the Jets, but I know that my, I. The but I'm damn Jets. But I'm with you on Michael Carter. I think, I think he ends up being the majority snap holder at the end of the year, whatever that's worth. Yeah, I have. I actually. That's is you're talking about the running backs. I do have Michael Carter on one of my teams, and I've got him in like the twelfth round, Value or fourteenth round, Smart and pick. I'm just like, yeah, Smart no pick. brainer. So we both have the not a lot of not a lot of drama here. We both have the Bengals. We both have the Ravens. Pretty easy matchups there for the first week. So can we talk about the Browns now? Yeah. So who do you got for the Browns at the Panthers? You go first. I got the Browns. I think we shut Baker up. I think he gets mad. I think he plays poorly the second half. I think here's my biggest prediction for this game. I think <clears throat> Miles Garrett comes out swinging. Oh no! Not swinging. <laughs> I think he comes out, just pins his ears back, and I think he does some damage to, uh, uh, on Sunday. And I'm going with Miles Garrett has three sacks in this game. Did you see, um, I think it was Baker texted Miles right when everything went down and he left. Hey, really appreciate being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. Um, and Miles just said, I didn't really know how to respond to that, so I didn't. <laughs> just ghosted him. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. We ain't teammates no more. Um, oh man, that made that just makes that makes me feel good. <laughs> that okay, you you know, I think that actually also speaks to a little bit to. It's been rumored that uh, Baker wasn't real popular in the uh, locker room. I think that speaks to like he thought they were bros, but <laughs> Miles Garrett's like, you're not on my team. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I think it's a professional work environment, right? So everybody's got their things. Yeah. All right, so that's it. That's your pick. Uh, Miles comes out swinging. Browns win. Let's just say he pins his ears back. I like that better than he comes out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to get... Uh... <laughs> so many references to a bad time. So, But in terms of just the game itself, there's nothing else. I mean, that's... No, and and I will go ahead. Do, do we want to do any scores or anything? Or um, Look, we could give scores, but the scores don't really mean anything. Let's go with that. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. I'm gonna go. Uh, it's our show. We can do whatever we want. That's true. I'm gonna go twenty four ten. No one's listening besides us. <laughs> I'm gonna go twenty four ten Browns. Twenty four ten Browns. Yeah. Okay. Here's where I landed on this. Oh, God. Because I've thought about this a lot. Um, I've thought about it for the la- every day since January. Um, and certainly a lot more now, given the circumstances. I think this is going to be a difficult game. I don't think there's going to be <clears throat> a lot of offense. Um I do think it's going to come down to battle of the running backs. Um, and to be honest, I think uh, Nick Chubb certainly is probably my favorite player in the NFL. Um, I would agree with that 100%. But Christian McCaffrey is 
absolutely dynamic. And he's healthy right now, which may only be for right now. <laughs> he's healthy against the Browns. <laughs> so I think that ends up being a wash. Um, I think Baker comes out playing with a chip on his, his shoulder. I think he's very intense for this game. And if that defense can turn him over, we got a shot. But <clears throat> wasn't exactly our strong suit last year. I think um, it was Baker's strong suit turning the ball. <laughs> I think that well, that's true. Um, that is true. <laughs> Kenny with a rare shot on Baker. Um, I think the Baker factor is too much, and I think oh, it, God. and I think it, and I think it plays into the lore of of Brown's opening day. No, I, I had us break in the streak, and you're coming back at me with think, "We're gonna keep it going." I think Jeff Garcia and his They're lone safe. his lone win um, in two thousand and what four two thousand four um, the last opening day victory the last, for the Browns. It's it's just such a bizarre streak. It is so odd, and, and we've had some games within that time frame that we absolutely should have dominated. Yeah, and we did some bad teams. I mean, we Jacksonville's didn't. in there, a bunch of like Pittsburgh. Since like we did it, we lost, lose every time, and it's just such a bizarre because we just talked about the league is such an, an eight and eight, nine and eight, eight and nine league. Didn't we have a uh, tie against the Steelers? We did tie, yeah. so we didn't. We had lose. one tie, so we didn't. We lose. Had one. How does it feel, Steelers, you to can, be the only team that? We didn't lose to on opening day since 2004. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just put that Take in. that. Pipe and smoke it. Venus flytrap and smoke it. Um, Whoa. So. <laughs> I had us break in the streak. It's just Ending such, the record for the longest. It's just such The a, most years without an opening day victory in NFL a, history. And you have it. It's such a bizarre streak. That wow, we just can't win an opening day game. Wow, I think uh, I think the Panthers win. I think the Browns lose, and it feels bad. You're dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a thirteen six or a thirteen seven game. Oh man, I did I, as we were talking. I I, I do want to since especially since scores don't count. For oh, you're game. just gonna amend your scores? I'm gonna amend it. I, I'm, He's gonna amend it. I'm gonna amend it. I'm gonna. He's gonna amend I'm it. Sticking with the twenty four for us, but but. You you really swung me with this Baker talk and him coming out and and having being a big factor. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him one more touchdown. I'm gonna go 24-17 Browns. Oops, could come down to a Cade York field goal. Ah, uh, that would be nice because he's must see TV. What if TV? he kicks a seventy yarder to break <laughs> to break? What's the record in the NFL right now? Like 60, 63. 60, that's or, it? No. I, thought I, I thought it bumped up last year. I uh, thought somebody hit like a sixty eight yarder last year. I think year. you're right. Uh, what if Cade York just breaks the record game one? Where's our we win the game? Where's our guy? We need to hook Alexa. Where's up. stat guy at? Yeah. Um. Anyways. So yeah, I think. So that's uh, where we differ. So the tally. Panthers win feels bad. Somebody will be winning and somebody will be losing after week one. That's true. Nice. As with all games, someone wins. All right. So let's jump into again. We're not sure what the what the what the wager actually entails as far as what the loser has to do, but the loser's going to have to do something. We'll put it on social media, too. It'll be fun. They will do something. So, all right. So, let's get into full season predictions. Um, this is just the record for the Browns. Uh, whew, I've been back and forth on this a little bit. 
Uh, just because 11 games is a long, it's long, a long time. It's a really long time. So I'm going to go with, I do have us being above 500. But okay. I have it at just barely. I have us, I think I'm going to go with 9 and 8. Um, I I think that Jacoby fares better than people think he will. But I think something that people don't think about as much as they should is the fact that when Deshaun Watson comes back, that'll be how many weeks without playing football and um, without his team? A and, lot of days. It's and like, it's going to be – so I think, you know, he's a $230 million fully guaranteed quarterback. we got to play him as soon as he's back. However, I think it may take a couple of weeks and we may lose some games when he comes back that we should win. I mean, that's a tough game even going into – the Texans aren't that great. But that's a tough game going in – and playing them for your first game back where everybody hates you. <laughs> I don't disagree. Everyone's going to hate him everywhere, by the way. Well, yeah. I mean, just... Every stadium he walks into. Houston, they're going to hate him even more. I mean, they won't hate him all in Cleveland, yeah, but there's... some of the chance in the... But there will be <laughs> people in Cleveland Ooh. that hate him Ooh. until he starts winning. Yeah. Um. So, so what's your final prediction? You said... Nine and eight. Nine and That's eight. That's what I'm going with for the Browns. Browns, nine and eight. Um... I wish I could be the the bearer of better news. I do. Um, Because at 9 and 8, there's some hope Kenny's about to take us out on a sad note. There's some hope that maybe you squeak into the playoffs. Or at least you're in the hunt in December, which is fun. Yeah. Um, This is a 7 and 10 football team. I I just... Is that solely based on the quarterback? It's so so much based on the quarterback, yeah. I think... um, I I think you still have youth at some critical positions, Um, linebacker, especially defensive line. Um, And I just think that for the first 11 games, you're going to have such a hard time keeping up. Um, The front end of the schedule is not bad. Um, Jets, Falcons. That that was part um, of what went into my saying. I think Jacoby Steelers and some people think he will. Panthers, but I think we lose the Panthers game. Yeah. I think a lot of people are hopeful that we'll start three and one or four and zero in that stretch, and I just don't see that happening. I see um, no. you know, even against some of those bad teams, so I think they're going to have to make up ground early in the season. But you got some bears of games as the season oh, goes the middle, on. The middle some, of the schedule is some rough. talented teams, yeah. um, and you're just not going to be able to hang with them. So I think that this year is, um, hey, we're watching the Browns every week. We're hoping they win. We hope we're hoping they can pull a rabbit out of a hat, um, but. That's pretty much what we do every Sunday for the Ever. last 20 years. Um, so I don't know that this year is any different. And I think this is, you know, every, everyone, all eyes looking ahead to 2023, unfortunately. Um, you know, get get Deshaun back at the end of the year. Hopefully get him some good reps. Hopefully get a couple quality wins. Make sure you get out of this season with no one getting hurt. And... Um, you, you batten down the hatches for um, for so that's it that's 7 and 10 it's going to be a tough second Man, half of the that, schedule that makes me feel bad and I think it's you know looking forward to 2023 and what we can do so um, so yeah so a terrible off season felt really bad difficult to get through didn't feel like football was ever going to get here Football gets here, and I take a big dump on it. (laughs) 
Well, thanks for that. Cleveland, we have another below 500 mediocre, possibly finishing in last place in the division year. Welcome to the Burning River Sportscast. Now that's a hot take. <laughs> All right, so we that's our predictions for the season. Uh, we did our week one predictions for the AFC North. Um, let's do a Super Bowl prediction. We'll start with you this time. Who do you got for the Super Bowl? Super Bowl prediction. Super Bowl. Um, I like... Are you ready? I'm ready. It's not the Browns, unfortunately. Well, I ain't making the playoffs. Not even close if your prediction comes true. I like uh, the Chargers. That's a good pick. In the Super Bowl. And Green Bay. And I think Green Bay wins. You're going to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is just out there slinging. He's... Doing the Hayauska, Hayau, some drug up in the mountains. Wow. And he's COVID free now. That's true. Um, what am I basing that on? Just absolutely nothing. <laughs> I think. Well, it's good to know that there's a solid argument behind it. <laughs> um, I here's the thing. I added that to our show script, and then I totally didn't even think about it until you just asked me. Oops. So, Green Bay. Green Bay it is for you. So. Glad glad I went first so yeah. that I could think about it. <laughs> well, I you thought about both teams at least. <laughs> I just went with my my Super Bowl winner. That was the, that was all that I wanted to pick. We'll, we'll go out on a limb. I I did just now. Who's who do they who does your winner beat? Oh man. Who does my winner beat? I don't know, man. I didn't even tell you who my winner is yet. Who do they beat? I don't know. You don't know. This is these are the worst Super Bowl predictions in the history of predictions. <laughs> Maybe we'll predict again next week. We'll, we'll give it a little bit more after thought. we see Week One. Yeah, obviously. No, but my my Super Bowl winner this year, I have Buffalo winning the whole thing. Buffalo beef low. Yeah, I mean Josh Allen's been a stud. You know, Buffalo is another one of those teams that I just like. I just can't get behind them being good. And they are, I don't want them to be good. They are good. Big Cat, if you're out there watching, your team is finally good. How does it feel? And they're they're such a mirror image of Cleveland in terms of like you know, blue collar worker, Bills Mafia, like Muni Lot, all this. Um, yeah, they so got, they I, got the Bills Mafia. I should they, have they uh, jump through tables and stuff. I should they got have, us, they've got us a little bit there. <laughs> I should have more of an affinity for them than I do, but I don't. I think it's because they're so similar that you're like, no, we're that team. You guys can't be that team. We're that team. I also just kind of like their colors are blue and red, white, and blue like America, but they're a buffalo, but they're a buffalo. I, I like how that the the Buffalo Bills are just a buffalo. They're just... <laughs> <laughs> it's an all-American city. Buffalo. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just can't. I, I, well, either way, I, I, I think, think they've got I think solid... the Bills could win the Super Bowl for the next three years, and I'd still be like, they're not very good. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to prove it. Three Super Bowls, come on. Uh, no, I got I've got the Bills winning the Super Bowl, and they just, they just I, I hate to say that they're good, but I think they are really that good. I think they are. Um, the Mud Dogs win the Bourbon Bowl. True. So, um, um, so let me do a quick uh, rundown here. Um, 
obviously the Vernon River Sportscast is focused on Cleveland Browns football, especially during football season. Because we love football. We're a football town, let's be honest, guys. Because everybody loves football. Yeah. But, as I mentioned, we are going to touch on the uh, guards, the Cavs, uh, talk about some things they have going on. All things Cleveland. So, uh, currently, the Guardians are in first place. Uh, they had a, a decent lead uh, in the AL Central there for a minute. Um, but then their bats went completely cold for a couple weeks, and they lost a lot of games. Luckily, every other team in the AL Central decided to lose games at the same time, and we're up by one and a half games as of today. Most of the AL Central just loses anyway. It's probably one of the worst divisions in baseball. Well. Um. <laughs> so that's that's where that's where the guards stand as of this podcast. Go guards! Are we are we like full on calling them the guards now? Like, do you still call them the Indians on accident? I do call them the Indians on accident occasionally. Or, you, it's, it's or very, do you call them the Indians on purpose? No, I'm I I don't I'm not one of the people like, you know I, I'm not one of the people that's that's real mad about the name change or anything like that. I know we have a ton of Clevelanders that are and. And all, you know, more power to you. But I'm just kind of like, I support the team. I don't care what they're, you know, unless they, they call them something absolutely ridiculous, which some people will argue that the Guardians is. I'm not in that camp, so. Yeah, uh, fair. I mean, I don't see any sense in uh, belaboring the point and continuing to call them the Indians. Right. But, Whether we like it or not, they are the Guardians now, But I just, so. <laughs> I just wish they would have, like, done something cooler. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair point. I, I was they, rooting for the spiders. I thought that could have been cool. Anything cool, and I and I would have liked to see them do like just if you're going to change the name, change it all, change the color scheme, change the uniforms, just fair. go all out, fair. go all out like Anthony Schwartz running will, a forty. We will. What this what this helps us get into is on a future episode of the Burning River. The Burning Sports River Sportscast. We will get into um, the name change and how. How there's some interesting facets to the name change going um, from the Indians to the Guardians, and what history tells us about how those names are related. Real Illuminati shit there. Yeah, that's yeah. coming. So stay that's tuned. Coming. Stay yeah. tuned for that. So, but they again. Uh, you just think it's such an innocent name change. No. Uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> thinks so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm when I call them the Indians, it's an accident. But I still do occasionally. It's gonna take Guard, a while. Guards is such a terrible abbreviation. Oh, I though. hate the guards abbreviation. I, I don't know what else. It, but I don't know I, what I else we it. call them. That's just what they are. But they. It's one of those things. It's like, it's not as cool as the tribe, but it's they're just, the guards again because they picked a dumb name. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to the Cavs, we traded for Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell, baby. Let's go. The rebuild is officially over. There are no more excuses for the Cavs. Um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, just how that lineup holds up through the season. Oh, if yeah. they need to add some veteran bodies here and there just to... Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, uh, you're going to have to. You're going to have to add some guys to fill out the roster, but... But I'm excited uh, about Ricky Rubio coming back. Yes. Um, I think that's, um, I think the last time him and Donovan Mitchell were together was pretty special. So I'm looking yep. forward to that. Yep. Um, I, the, the big note that I have here is we now have three all-stars on our roster, um, and the rookie of the year runner up all on one roster. They're all under 26. The only other team in the entire NBA that has three all-stars on one roster is the Warriors. 
And the NBA just feels more. It might just be me. It feels more open than. Well, it it's, has it's in funny because usually, years. usually the stars, the the superstars dictate everything. But some of these big names aren't, haven't been winning the last few years. I mean, like the Warriors keep winning, <laughs> but God, they're the worst. But you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, LeBron's not going anywhere. The Lakers didn't even make the playoffs last yeah, year. Yeah, and like, I don't know what Kevin Durant is even doing anymore. Like, what are they? Or Kyrie. <laughs> They are made for each other, so it's good that they're on the same team because those guys are just wiggity wild out like, there. What is going on out there? One one's a flat earther, the other one just got a porn star pregnant. Like you know, <laughs> shit's wild. It is wild. <laughs> but we got Donovan Mitchell. We got Donovan Mitchell, and also a whole mess of draft picks Hell gone yeah. again, just like the Browns. Yeah, but in the NBA, draft picks don't really mean anything. Fair. Players players carry far more weight than draft picks do in the NBA. Oh, agreed. So. I think players carry more weight in the NFL. It's weird how we value picks in the NFL, too. It, I actually agree with that. I, I, I want to... Um, what was the GM just recently that, that everybody made all the memes about? It was like, I don't need them picks or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Um... One of the GMs out there. They, was, was it in L.A.? Because I were, think it was They were LA. like, screw picks. We're just going all in to get players and win. Yeah. 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 And it worked. It's fair. I mean, I'll take players every day over... I would agree with that. ...over potential and picks. How many times do we talk about how the draft is such a crapshoot, and there's busts left and right throughout the entire first, second, third round... And yet, we sit here and talk about how drafts are so coveted and... When's the last time the Browns had a good draft pick? <laughs> Denzel Ward. Denzel Miles Ward. Garrett. Okay. Well, it's been a minute. <laughs> Anyways, so, so yeah, the future is bright. Two. two. <laughs> yeah, you get two. <laughs> the future, Mick Chubb, the future is bright for the Cavaliers, though. Yeah. Uh, like I said, all of their stars are under 26, and we have them for several years. Should so. be a very fun season. Yep. Not just the Cavs, by the way. All the the Lake Erie Monsters. No, no, no. Hang oh. on. Oh. The Cavs are all on. All their stars are under 26. Uh, I think the Guardians have one of the youngest teams in the MLB, and the Browns are very young as well. So the future all, is bright. Yeah, the future is bright in Cleveland. Let's the, keep it going. The stars are aligning. We're not going to touch on the Lake Erie Monsters today, but we can get into them another time. Except the Browns are going to be seven and ten. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. So hey, I, this was not. This was uh, pretty good. This is uh, Burning River Sportscast. Burning River Sportscast. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it. And next week, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be one of at least two listeners. So. We will follow up after the Baker Revenge game, the Baker Revenge tour. See if uh, Miles can put him in his place. Um, and we will so we will recap the Panthers game and then we will do a preview of the Jets game and uh, see what else is happening in Cleveland at the time. See if uh, the river is on fire or not. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, on Thursday. Yep. And so for for Tap in Media here, uh, don't forget to check out Tap in Media on uh, they're on Facebook. They're on YouTube, they're on Twitter, they're on Instagram. We're on, I don't know why I keep saying they. Um, we. You can find us at The Tappin Media. Uh, that's for Twitter, Facebook. Hey, oh, the sounder. Tappin Media. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We're the, we're, just search for Tappin Media. You'll find us. Um, and then on Instagram, we're, we're Tappin Media Official. So, um, Official. 
for this podcast specifically, Burning River Sports Cast. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We will throw those links in the video, in the description of the video, and probably in the description of the uh, episode as well, just so it's easy to get to it. So, Like uh, Ben Stiller. I mean, most of them, I think, have the... You, it'll be linked. You'll be able to get there. Like Ben Stiller at the but end. But go the follow us, like us, do all that stuff. Can you do it? Um, and you can find the podcast, again, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. You'll Wherever. Find the Burning River Sports Cast. Wherever you get your podcasts. So, Kenny, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. I feel good. Remember, don't be a part of the problem. Be the whole problem. <laughs> And only you can prevent river fires. Burning river sports gas. Burning river sports.